Hello and welcome! Coming to you live from whatever electronic device you've stuck in your ears at the moment. It's the latest episode of Season 4 of the Downloadable Concept Podcast. <sighs> With the musical stylings of Fox Lee. <coughs> and the musical stylings of Jeb Wrench. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, of course, will be bringing the musical stylings of... Talon Lee! And now, coming to you for another exciting season of retro gaming news, Patreon hawking, and all sorts of random fart noises, it's the Downloadable Concept Podcast. We hope. We hope. Oh dear God, we hope. <laughs> episode... <laughs> season 4, Episode 1, The Hubris Got em. <laughs> Hashtag got <'em. laughs> So, uh, if I don't miss my numbers on this one, uh, last year in December, we released no episodes in, in like December. Our first no, we, not episode- for lack of trying. <laughs> that was our first episodeless month. We recorded four episodes. At least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're sorry everyone, but, uh, for reals, you, you do not want to know how badly this went. Nothing worked! This absolutely. Nothing worked. And, and, and I'm not just talking, you know, we tried a thing, it failed, we tried it again, it failed the same way. No, no, no. We got a unique and interesting cornucopia of fascinating failures. One of them turned Fox into a robot. It's true. It was as if every device in our house was, you know, had turned against us, but not, not in a unified way. All just independently of one another. <laughs> yeah. Not really in a malicious way, just a passive-aggressive way. Just, just every, just every computer is trying to be a dick to you. Uh, there was a weather storm that completely messed up Jeb's ability to record one week. Uh, the, yep. the rising, the rising heat in our area meant that air conditioning suddenly overwhelmed all of our audio recording. Uh, you, you might think I'm exaggerating for effect. These are just things that went wrong. <laughs> I actually remember that this year, but I do remember on shitty, shitty internet being like, ah, you don't really need to hear Fox's audio track though, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fox was at one point on a seven-second delay. Super good for comedy timing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, to be fair, I could react to what I was saying in pretty good time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, because of that, we do not have uh, any of our game of the year of the year of 2017 stuff finished. But I um, promise you, there were games in 2017. Yes. Yeah, lots of what them. What we're gonna do? Now, as we even tradition. had a diverse and intriguing spread of uh, of top games, which now yeah. you'll never know about unless I don't know you've read Jeb's articles <laughs> or my blog. I, I I put together a game pile list of this year too. Oh, there you go. I'm, I'm the only lazy fuck who didn't share mine in some other format. Yeah, it's just Breath of the Wild anyway. Y'all know it is. Yeah, fo- fo- Fox is so lazy she never ever puts anything up on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, so, so the, uh, thing that we're doing this week is we're going to do a retro gaming news of 2017. We're just going to talk about what came out in 2017, what got cancelled, and inevitably, because we didn't play all of it, we're going to make fun of it. A retrospective gaming news. Yes. This is what we did at the start of last year as well. The, the the fact is, retro gaming news is one of those moments of, want to feel old? 2017 was only a year ago. Um, Tony, but... you can't expect me to remember stuff that happened at the beginning of last year. I know. That was basically a whole year ago. For, from the perspective to be of fair, it was also tw- To be fair, it was 2017. That was a long fucking year. Just um, before before going particularly into the silly town, um, just some things about video before? games. Before? 
2017, there were um, some hubris three... like a dip made from lentils. That's no, chickpeas, that's right. Um, but three people mm. passed away last year um, relating, to, relating to video games who I just think it's worth mentioning and, and like, it's worth caring about, which was um, uh, uh, Masaya Nakamura, who was the founder of Namco. So, so Namco was, uh, was founded, like, you know, not, not within our lifetimes, but, but he, it, it was, uh, it was 1955. <coughs> um, he passed away at the age of 91. Um, Alan Stone, who was one of the co-founders of Nintendo of America, he passed away at the age of 71. And the one that means the most to me, and I, I feel, I feel kind of bad that it does mean the most to me, is Daniel Licht, who is the composer of the Dishonored and Silent Hill games, passed away. And he was 60. Ain't nothing wrong with that meaning more to you. Mm. Um, in funnier, we lost someone news. Uh, Peter Moore decided to leave the gaming industry and he has stepped down as funnier. the head of EA Sports. Good for him. Yeah. Guess what he's decided to do now? Cry? He's the CEO Speaking of Liverpool Football Club. He's probably making Good more money doing that. Yep. He went from the Dreamcast to the Xbox to EA Sports to Liverpool Football Club. Oh, he's that fuck? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he's the guy who tattooed the Halo release date on his upper arm. I mean, he probably got what he was going for with that. I just, I, 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 I just think a lot of the handling of the Dreamcast was fairly unforgivable. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the uh, the shuttering of uh, uh, Respawn Entertainment. Well, not they didn't shutter, but they did shutter the the Titanfall devs, um, yeah. which happened in the same week as Perfect World shutting oh. down Runic Games. And Visceral. I remember Runic, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so there was like a, a two-week period where Visceral, um, Runic, and Respawn all went down, which is to say the developers of Dead Space, the developers of Torchlight, and the developers of Titanfall. Three series that really deserved more space than they got. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree to that. Plus, the thing that Runic was working on was it looked very interesting, and I yeah. think they did get it released, but they had to rush it. Mm. Remember something like that? Anyway. Yeah, Hob. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Hob looks like a really interesting kind of um, dismal punk, post-apocalyptic, overgrown world kind of thing, and it's apparently mm-hmm. really good, but it's buggy, and there's now no one yeah. left to fix it. Yeah, that's what everyone was saying. Like, it, it's you know, the game has a ton of promise, but they they clearly weren't finished as much as mm-hmm. they would have liked to be. Yeah, which is a super sad story for a game. Also, uh, last year, the Wii U stopped production. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> For all those people who are still using them. Did they ever get to Canada, I wonder? I have one. Oh, okay, never mind. That I, I clearly misdirected that joke. <laughs> oh, which game did you get? <laughs> oh, Xenoblade Chronicles, of course. I had Breath of the Wild on it. Oh, yeah. Had. I still have it. I was figuring it flew through a window at some point. No, that was that's more adventure than I could find in that game. Ooh. So, uh, hardware it's just releases. Not, it's, honestly, it's just not my kind of adventure. That's all. Yeah. Uh, so, 2017 <laughs> had a list of game-related hardware, and I, I love this because, as with all things Wikipedia, if they can't find a verification for it, they can't add it, and if they right. can't find a verification for a cancellation, they can't get rid of it. Right. <laughs> so. 2017 saw the release of the new Shield Android TV. Wow, have the, the, hang on. Shield is the NVIDIA 
a handheld gaming thing, right? Mm. The, the Android thing, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, uh, the refre- the, sorry, it's called, sorry, this name, the New Shield Android TV is just a refreshed version of the other one. Um, it has 16 gigabytes of flash storage and a 500 gigabyte hard drive, and it appears to just run Android. Is it, is it still handheld? Or is it, because, you know, it's got TV in it. it it's a TV. It's, it's a TV, okay. It's, yeah, it's a literal TV. It, it's a micro console that comes with a television. Yeah. It's just it's just a smart TV with better specs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Which, sure. which sure. is why its price is three hundred dollars. Fuck. I mean, it comes okay. with a TV. Yeah. I okay. I like you've seen the secondhand TV that I I mm. got for the bedroom. That was like two hundred and fifty. Yeah. Uh, of That's course. Remarkably good. That means it has to compare to the next release of the year, the Switch. Sure. Well, that was definitely not three hundred dollars. Mm. Much uh, more. Its introductory price was US three hundred dollars. It was. Yep. The Switch. Much more than that. Yeah. the in- The introductory price for the Switch was two ninety nine ninety nine American. American. Yuck. I I must underscore that's the American price. Yeah. Okay. Here it was so four hundred and seventy. The other one was the American price as well. Yeah. Say, yeah. I think here it was. Here. Yeah. Is it five ninety nine here? No, it's four ninety nine. Four sixty nine ninety five. Four sixty. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um. They are prohibitively and, expensive here. Yeah. I mean. The the Australian uh, outlets. Wait, you what can are buy they now? Also do bundling. They're five hundred dollars. I thought Canadian dollars are pretty close to Australian dollars. Yeah, but they, there's different they've tariffs always been rates. they've always been five hundred dollars here. Hmm. Yeah. But, uh, uh, okay. There's there's also the fact that we're kind of in the neighborhood for the manufacturer, so shipping is different. <laughs> no, I, I'm just well. I assumed five hundred dollars was the final price. Mm-hmm. Um, the next release was also from Nintendo, which is the new Nintendo 2DS XL. And Knuckles. What I'm curious about is that, like, the it being, effect, well, nearly $500 here puts it in the realms of one of the cheaper consoles you could buy. Oh, yeah. Huh. So <laughs> yes. that's, that's why I'm curious about Jeb calling that prohibitively expensive. Like, how expensive are consoles normally in Canada? $300. Wow, Jesus. I can't, mm. Even the Wii was more expensive than $300 here. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, you pay three hundred dollars for a DS when they came out, I think. By comparison, when the Xbox One launched here, it was seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So well, when the it, Xbox One launched here, it was it was uh, five hundred or four five hundred. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Until so they, just until a they took the discrepancy. Well, until they yeah. took the Kinect out of it, <laughs> and then it went yeah. down to three hundred. <laughs> uh, there was also the Super NES Classic Edition, which came out last year, allegedly. <laughs> we saw one of those in a hawk shop. Yeah. That was amazing. Like, hey, Cash Converters has a SNES Mini. Holy fuck. <laughs> and how much would a used opportunity to play Chrono Trigger again cost you? On my DS? <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I do not have the same need for a SNES anyone I know has. It's, it's a different beast for me. Um, but there was a non-Nintendo release last year, which was the Xbox One X. Yes. And the was Xbox that- One S. The beefier version of the Xbone or the lighter version of the Xbone? I can't Both. remember. Both came out last Both. Year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which one, one is the one X? The X is the is the is the uh, 4K one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's the it's the big brother. One of the things you'll do when you get into academic reading is you'll get used to scanning pages for familiar letter configurations, not necessarily words, but like mm-hmm. signals of key terms that you know you need to refer to. That skill is useless 
on the Xbox One page because everything is capitalized X's everywhere. Can we call it the Xbox? <laughs> the Xbox revolves if you evolves if you if you give an Onyx a. No, I'm not going there. I don't know where to go with that. But hooked on Xbox. Hooked on Xbox. But 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 there are two games. Launching in tw- there are two consoles launching in 2017. TBA. No. <laughs> yes. Wait, uh, one of them. Wait, is- wait. 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 Okay. Wait, yeah, yeah. Let's oh, see if you can guess Jeff this one, Jeff. Is one of them the Coleco? Uh... No. <laughs> Damn. You're so close, though. Did uh, wait, wait, wait. No, because there's console? a. There's also the Atari box. Uh, that came out. I know. That's why I'm asking. Is it the Atari box? No. Damn, These no. are ones that were supposed to come out, but are currently MIA. Uh, the, these are ones which uh, Wikipedia were told this will launch in 2017, so they put them on the table, and then no official ah. cancellation has happened. So Wikipedia can't go. Well, 2017 is over, and they didn't launch. <laughs> it's undeniably reality, but if you don't have a citation, <laughs> yeah, without a citation, what can we do? Man, there is. Yeah, I, I admire Wikipedia's goals, but. Okay, so so one of the two is a Steam release box. Uh, okay, which yeah. it's a it's it's an in controller Steam processor apparently, so it's designed for very small indie games, and that's you know that sounds fine, mm-hmm. sounds sounds great. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with the name because it's it wants to indicate that it's fast. It wants to indicate it's an iteration on a design, and it wants to evoke Steam. So they went, okay, uh, we'll use an S, and then oh, fast Mark. Mark is like, you know, Mark 1, Mark 2. Okay, we'll use that, okay. And uh, we want to indicate that it's an iteration, and the anime is popular with kids, so we'll call it the Z. So it is the S Mark Z. Z? And Smarks. they write it as one word. Smarks. <laughs> Smarks. Like Nietzsche's middle name. Sorry, but, uh, the yeah, middle that's, that's like the Russian Z. Yeah, C-H-Z. Smarks. It's also to be announced. We, we've got nothing. We don't know if it's coming out or not. It's a terrible name. If you have a small, fast thing associated with Steam, you call it a jet. Yep. And the other console is the Remix IO. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Remix IO, which was a very successful Kickstarter that raised, you know, 400,000 pounds. Cool. Warning. Warning. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> All-in-one, Nougat-powered Android device engineered to be a 4k tv set top box Mm. full powered gaming console and personal computer in one okay and uh what is this device of miracles going to cost me Uh, according to this 99 dollars oh well i mean that's amazing how could i not want to put jim for the kickstarter for that all of that for 99 dollars seems way too good to be true estimated delivery march 2017 (laughs) How many of those devices have gone out? <laughs> Estimated delivery, something about a bird and a mountain. <laughs> mm. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it, I love that it lists on its list of features that it comes with a, a, a little ARM processor. It has four gigabytes of RAM and a fan. So four gigabytes of RAM is going to be a full-powered game console these days, huh? Sure, why not? Powering why not? out to a 4K TV. To a 4K, yeah. That seems totally feasible. I and mean, it's got- not like I bought Okami HD the other day and 
My four gigs of RAM can't even run that on a, a 1920 by 1080 monitor. The best thing about this, though, is that if you get the upgraded version, it gets storage. <laughs> so they're selling Raspberry Pis in a box. What? It, it sounds like it, doesn't it? It just sounds like a Raspberry Pi. I think that's more RAM than a Raspberry Pi has, but... Yeah. Well, the default version is a 2 gigabyte with 16 gig on a... storage on a flash cart. Oh, that's a Raspberry Pi, yeah. Yeah, that's straight up. Shit! <laughs> and, and if they're advertising the upgraded version as dual RK3368, da 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 da, with 4 oh. gig and 32 gig of flash cart, is it? So it's two Raspberry <laughs> Pis <laughs> stuck in an Altoids tin. <laughs> Just stuck in an Altoids oh. tin. Oh, no, now, now I totally want an Altoids tin case for a Raspberry Pi. That would be sweet. Yeah, I that, have that is, tin that is Altoids awful. that I still haven't finished over, like, three years because they're quite hard for me to eat. They're curiously <laughs> strong. Yeah. But I think, actually, the tin might be slightly small for the Raspberry Pi, which I'm looking yeah. at right now. Uh-huh. But how do we make this work? <laughs> But yeah, the the uh, I, I do not think that the Remix IO Plus is likely to successfully hit its its launch date of March 2017. Oh my god, I guess it's not slightly too big. That looks like the exact perfect size. Tal- Talon's just sent me a picture of an Altoids tin, which, if it doesn't have a Raspberry Pi inside, someone has gone to great lengths to make it look like it does. Alright, so, 2017, The Games. January. We have... A host of titles, um, some of your standard boilerplate kind of stuff, such as Don Bradman Cricket 17, you know, that kind of thing was just going to come out on schedule, it's just how it goes. Oh, 2017 was a great year for Don Bradman in Cricket. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait till the Don Bradman games have gotten high enough numbers that they're actually incrementing a century after he actually played. <laughs> and then you could just call them the last two digits of the year and be really smart boy about it. Mm. But yes, you were saying, Jeb. I was. I was just saying we're gonna we're gonna get a few of the for some of the more high profile ones, right? Oh yes, of course. So first up, we have a continuation of a game that, when it launched, led to a whole bunch of journalists from the West repeating apparently a well disliked and well debunked urban myth about release dates for this kind of game. For its, um, this com- uh, uh, is this this is Dragon Quest? Yes, it's a. Re-release of Dragon Quest for the 3DS. Uh, Dragon Quest Eight: Journey of the Cursed King. And what's well, the myth? The myth is that Dragon Quest games are by law required to only release on when on uh, weekends because if they release on Wednesdays, people skip work to play them. By law, urban. Who, ur- whose law? Law of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. There was also some uh, now, like early now earlier on, earlier on, Dragon Quest games were exceptionally popular and would attract crowds to to buy them. But they came out when games came out. That's it. Yeah, Uh, it's almost like the idea of a country making a law to restrict the behaviors of one single game franchise. Well, maybe in South Korea, but Mm. well, South Korea—they're on the pulse. Like, they, they operate on the idea that if one company does something abusive, they'll all do it eventually, so they crack down on it pretty viciously. Uh, that's why Blizzard that got their... actually makes a lot of sense. That's why Blizzard got their fingers very thoroughly slapped. <laughs> uh, but, nonetheless, January 2017 had some absolute 
corkers in it. It had oh, uh, a, a sequel to a well-loved PSP game that got a full-blown upgrade on the PS4 that featured uh, a really novel movement form. Oh, oh, um, fuck. I, I can't remember what it's called. It had a it's cat. A, it's a gravity-based one, right? Yeah, that, that's, in, that's in the name, yeah. It's Gravity Rush 2. It was Gravity Rush. Yes. Gravity Rush 2, the arrival of shorts. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got another Kingdom Hearts chunk. What was the name of that one? Because Fox <laughs> loves it so much. Fox, Fox loves oh, the names God, of these things. No. <laughs> I've actually managed to forget the name of it. Is this Rechain of Memories Pro, uh, Rechain of Memories Prologue 2.8? Close. It's Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. Final Chapter Prologue. Which, <laughs> which is the high-definition remaster of Kingdom Hearts 3D, Dream Drop Distance, as well as two new pieces of content to the Kingdom Hearts series, mm. one of which is Kingdom Hearts mm. X Back Cover, a cinematic based on Kingdom Hearts X that details events not shown in the original game. The other is Kingdom Hearts 0.2 <laughs> Birth by Sleep Long Dash, a fragmentary mm. passage. Oh my god, is that like an M dash or is that the word long dash? M dash. It's an M dash. It's an M dash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what actually happened to the attempted recording right before Christmas is is just that I heard that name and I, I and actually so died. hard and so long that it traveled back in time to destroy my entire vocal track. <laughs> I would like to remind you that that the the 2.8 uh, prologue, uh, final chapter prologue title is accurate to the mm-hmm. timeline. Yep. I want to remind you that, that when they announced there would be a 3.5 edition of D&D, we made fun of them for months. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to remind you that even Kingdom Hearts fans make fun of this shit. I'd like to remind Thank you. Thank God. I'd like to remind you that you are special and loved and you matter. Anyway, so we point also have... Is... <laughs> I'm just saying point eight is too fine for versions. This is like when I try to buy something that I have to get on eBay, so they tell me it's like three eighteenths of an inch or some crap. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a useful measurement. That That is too fractioned. <laughs> just, just get a smaller unit. <laughs> so uh, we also had a game that shows... When uh, when you're looking for crime ups, go to the people who know what they're doing. Ah, uh, we're looking for crimes. We're looking for games about cool crimes. Is the Yakuza game? Yes, it is. This Usually a Yakuza game. Yakuza zero. zero. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it's kind of the Yakuza game. <laughs> it is like... It's a lot of Yakuza in it. A, a but very platonic it ideal. <laughs> what it doesn't have... Well, we'll talk about that one later. <laughs> uh, Spoilers, saw... two Yakuza came, games came out last year And they're both yep. amazing Yep uh, We saw the release of a uh, a classic horror franchise That decided to shake up its formula And as a result made something that seems to be pretty amazing that's Not my res- kind of thing, but That's Resident Evil 7 Biohazard Yes Or, in Japan, Biohazard 7 Resident Evil Yeah <laughs> How is it a shake up though? Uh, it's a first-person game. Oh, they're normally not. No, no, no. no, no. They're normally they're, they're, 
The third person, uh, they're very traditional third person uh, survival horror games. Resident Evil 7 is kind of a psychological thriller. Mm. I've um, actually seen the, a decent amount of it uh, Let's Played. The, like, you're mostly unarmed throughout mm. almost all of it. It's not like, you know, the the, the rip-roaring zombie-killing yay fun of the prior Resident Evil games. It's, oh my god, I'm tr- I'm, I've am i been captured and I'm stuck in this fucking house. Mm. Yeah, if I recall correctly, when I was watching it, the there's a bit where you, you, like, get a chainsaw and you have it for, like, half a second before someone immediately takes it off of you and, like, yeah. uses it to chainsaw your arm off or something. Yep. Yep. Okay, then. That sets a tone. One of the first things uh, that that happens in Resident Evil 7 is uh, the, the main character you're controlling goes to this house and um, encounters the, 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 the missing girlfriend character that he's, you know, he's going to be yeah, all... Yeah, this is the one. All, he's going to be all cool and, and, you know, tough. And she, she literally sent him email saying, don't come find me. I'm like, but no, I'm, I'm a man. I'm going to go do the man thing and, and save her. And she starts chasing him with a knife, and you have this—you have the, you know, the dramatic, cinematic moment where, where she, you know, r- rushes at him with a knife, and you get the the quick time event pop up where you know, press X to not get stabbed, and then you start hammering on the X button, and you get your hand nailed to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Not get stabbed is a lot like get stabbed. Because <laughs> yeah, it turns out, well, no, because uh, no matter what happens, you get nailed—you get your hand nailed to that. Oh, does that happen whether you succeed or fail? Because yes. Yep. Does it do anything? It nails your hand to the wall, and then she later cuts your hand off. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I mean, does the does the quick time event do anything, or is it just there to tease you? It is there to tease you. It is there to, to <laughs> wow. remind you that the I game is the one in charge. I did not realize that in the Let's Play. Yeah. It's pretty the, amazing. The game is there to remind you that it is the one in charge, and it's not playing by the usual set of rules. Uh-huh. <laughs> we they had... even explain They even explain in Resident Evil 7 why they have the really, really obnoxious Resident Evil puzzles. It's great! <laughs> the uh the the other like you know would stand out kind of a, a release in january um was oh wait no we covered that um uh, the, there's also some re- some re-releases um like uh tell Shali plus alchemists of the dusk sea that got a port to the to the vita um oh, plus, yeah. you know, updates um also a game called pokemon duel came out which Pokemon Duel and Pokemon Duel is from what I can tell a free to play digital board game go on using Pokemon uh-huh. with 5 minute rounds how how do I not know about this i what know the fuck? now now it is a gacha game mm-hmm. but it was released worldwide 24th of January last year huh. fuck uh, and it's based on the trading figure game, so the guts you get are of the trading figures, and therefore have cool little like three D models Ooh. you can spin around and look at. Because uh, the trading mixed... figures are really good. Yeah, it received mixed to average reviews, and unlike other Nintendo games that have done this recently, it does not have a pay roof. You you could just keep paying for money. So sorry, you just keep paying for game gems and. Yeah, crucially, they have they put pay roofs on a number of 3DS freemium type games, ah. but I don't think any of the mobile games yeah, have pay caps. Like, that's a different one. <coughs> yeah. There was also Tales of Berseria, which by the time it, it got it, released in uh, in the West in 2017, 
was six months old. Mm-hmm. Hell of a localization process. Huh. Yeah, that's, that's slower than you expect these it's days. Very, it's very amazing, too, because it's the, it's the story of uh, Velvet Crow. Who, uh, that is Velvet Crow, I thought so. The story of Velvet Crow, who um, her, her brother, her, her older guardian figure, betrays her and sacrifices her brother. And uh, she responds to this by the only way she knows how, which is murder. Yeah. <laughs> Velvet Crow, Vel- Velvet Crow has one setting, and it's rage, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> there are plenty of oppor- there are plenty of times when when people are you know trying to trying to talk to to Velvet Crow about well, are you sure you're doing the right thing? After all, these are these are these are people that you're that you're going after. It's, I'm going to eat them. <laughs> uh, we now now there is some other um, let's let's say. Um, interesting games that came out in 2017 alongside that in, in January school zo- schoolgirl slash zombie hunter for example <sighs> Good. which was made by the developers behind Onichanbara. Okay. yeah okay that sounds about right that sounds yeah. on brand yep 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 uh, and also a game sometimes you know everything you need to know about a game by what size of sections it gets on Wikipedia for example this game has no pictures uh, Criminal Girls. Ah, oh, yes, I am familiar with this one. Yes. Uh, the Criminal Girls Wikipedia page has references, critical reception, gameplay, plot, and a summary. The plot is, and I'm going to read the whole section to you. Plot is, oh, it's a prison that's a, plot is, it's prison that's a little pervy. The main character is sent to hell and tasked with rehabilitating seven girls. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. That's all, that's your lot. I want to. <laughs> it's it's divided into two sections: Criminal Girls Invite Only and Criminal Girls Two Party Favors. <laughs> and best of luck to them. Just make it if I recall correctly, game, there is. Up. If I recall correctly, there is also there's also thankfully a Criminal Boys anime series. Yeah, <laughs> which is the same thing, but it's with boys. So you know, good on them for covering both bases. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. February. We have the Android release of a gacha game tied into an existing franchise that everyone I fucking know plays. Fumble and Heroes. It's not Pokemon Go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's Fire Emblem Heroes. I am. I am really glad that so many people find enough personality in Fire Emblem to play Fire Emblem Heroes. <laughs> yeah. Because the only characters I really know from Fire Emblem. Are Soren and Titania? That they're the best is all. <laughs> they're the ones that count. I guess yeah. there's Ike and the other one who are in uh, <laughs> Smash Brothers. I think that's Joth Martin. Pretty sure it's Joth. Anyway, no man, I don't make fun of your franchises. No, I legitimately don't know these names. That's all. <laughs> I actually oh. thought I was close. Talon, you know Moth's name. Don't play Moth, toy. That's it, right? Yes, Moth. Look, I'm looking at a giant list of games here, alright? Give me a break. Uh, we also saw the release of a game that was described as the first of the big wave of post-Souls, Souls-like games. And it came out, and it was very well hyped, and people went, Oh, this isn't quite like Dark Souls. Maybe we need more of a reason to buy a game. Oh, Dark Souls 2? <laughs> Which, wait, 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 wait. Which... Because like the f- the first of the big wave of Souls likes, because this was this was being advertised as the first of the big wave of post Souls Souls likes. I was gonna say because like the, the 
the two that came out that 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 come to mind immediately were like Nio. Nio is one of them. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For all I've heard is that Nio is actually it's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and and then but it's not but, Dark Souls. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's a lot of people going. Oh wow, Nio is a great game. I really like this game. But it's not Dark Souls. <laughs> Uh, we also saw the release of a game that was renowned for having one of the most ridiculously expensive microtransaction schemes I've ever heard of. <laughs> oh, Fire Emblem Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, a, a non-gacha um, uh, 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 microtransaction system. Okay. Oh. In February. In February last year, released from Ubisoft. Uh, not a very personality-driven thing. It's... um. Set during a medieval period inspired fantasy setting where players can play as a character from three different factions. The Iron yeah. Legion Knights, the Chosen Samurai, oh, and the Warborn oh. Vikings. Oh, this is, um, um, For Honor. Yes. For Honor. For Honor has an enormous unlock tree and it's designed that it will take you a couple of years of playing to get them all. And, and you can also buy them. Oh. And some estimates for how much it would cost to buy everything in For Honor is about thirteen hundred dollars. No, I think I think by this point, I think at this point now, there's like literally just a complete edition you can buy. Yeah, I I'm I'm kind of torn hey, on that because on the okay. one hand, because on the one hand, I actually kind of like the idea, the the sheer ambition of a developer saying, "Look, we're going to make a game and we're going to design it as if you're going to keep playing it for three years." Yeah, I kind of like that. Like, I feel that's. What people liked about, say, the GameCube Animal Crossing and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, apparently it's not that good a game. I heard it was decent. <laughs> yeah, it's all like, the... That kind of idea uh, works really well in a mobile game, at least. Mm-hmm. And it's sold almost a million copies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not it's a nothing. Video game. It's a video How do you game. consider a thing sold when it's uh, a free Well, I mean, you, they, you buy it. The base unit is... Yeah. Oh, it's also a paid base unit? Yes. Yeah. Ah, dick move. Well, the, the the base unit is still a functioning game. Not everything you can unlock is like a mechanical advantage. It's like different hats and different suits yeah. and stuff. It's just mm. they made tons and tons and tons of content. They said, you get this stuff by playing the game, but if you want to, you can buy it. And, like... Nobody helpless did. Helpless shrugging emoji. <laughs> it's like, I just want to... I just want to be a Viking and beat up a knight. Yeah. Also in February, we have a post-apocalyptic game about hunting robots with a bow and arrow. That's Horizon Zero Dawn, right? Yes. We also that had... That did review extremely well. Yes, it did. Uh, indeed, there are some people saying it was the best game of the year. Uh, we have also, in the same month, the release of a Kickstarter game that actually lived up to the hype. Uh, a story-based role-playing game, which we've talked about on this very podcast a story-based role-playing game that we've talked about on this podcast. Oh. Oh, I know. Yeah. We've got this as well. We just haven't played it yet. But Yeah, because I'm lazy. Yes, they have. What was it? Torment, Tides of Numenera. I have played that. It's really good. Uh-huh. Also, it's also, shit. another... <laughs> <laughs> Infinity! Another Kickstarter game that delivered on the hype came out that uh, in February. Jesus Christ, this month was packed. Um... It was a, I guess I'd say, platform adventure game, a kind of a narrative-based game, very much focused on characters and experiences in a small, very homely setting. Homely? Yeah, well, it's about going homey. It's about going home 
and finding out how your home looks after you've come back Ta- to it. Talon is just okay. waiting for me to answer it. I don't want to. I do not want to pass. I, I don't want to say anything mean about this game. Oh, oh, right. Okay, I'm the <laughs> the lost horse crosses the line. <laughs> it's night in the woods, right? Yeah, it's night in the woods. Yeah, and and I know Jeb loves it, and I think that if we're going to present opinions to the listener, knowing I have a problem with it is easy to share, and it's easy and fun to listen to someone complain about a thing. But the much harder thing to do is to is to share how something makes you happy and how you love something, and I'd much rather do the hard thing than the easy thing in this case. So does that mean you're passing it off to me to talk about Night in the Woods? Oh yeah, the buck has been passed. Like, go long! Go long! Well, I think Greg is chasing after the buck. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Greg's such a good boy. And best of luck to him. (laughs) Get it, Greg. I believe in you. Uh, Okay, Night in the Woods is... um, This is going to sound really weird... Night in the Woods is my Undertale. Mm. Uh, this is this is this is the game that that uh, really struck every chord I have because I am basically May to a degree to 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 a degree that a video game character can be like an actual person mm. because I'm you know I have more I I by necessity have more depth than a video game character will but you contain multitudes sure, sure. but uh, the the way I, I describe it is that. Um, Night in the Woods is the ideal nostalgic game. Now, it's not that it, it looks, not that it's made out of, it's not that it's a pixel platformer, it's not that it's a, you know, it's not a, it's not like a, a, it's not an homage to Chrono Trigger, it's nothing like that nostalgic. But what it is, uh, Possum Springs is not a real place, but I have lived in Possum Springs. Yeah. Uh, Greg and, and B and May and all of them, they're not real people, obviously. But I know these people. Mm-hmm. I know them. I've met them many, many times. I I still know a lot of them. I know a lot of a, a lot of these people who are desperately trying to find a semblance of identity inside this giant small town that's unwilling to change, yeah, and is deathly resistant to it. And in doing so, the the these forces that are diametrically opposed the 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 need to change in and progress with the development of individuality against all these structures that have been in place for so long. And Night in the Woods hammers home what happens when these two forces collide. And it's it's really special if you have lived that sort of experience. Which I have. Yeah. There's a idea in um in very like deep level structural uh literary analysis of the idea that uh fiction specifically is the art of encoding memories that we've never had. And one of the things about work like Night in the Woods is because the memories it draws from are things that we can find so real, our reactions to it can show a lot of who we are more than a a more fantastic work might. Which is indeed part of why I don't want to sit here rubbishing on the thing about it I dislike, because (laughs) my dislike is very, very personal. It's, It's not something I can say usefully to another human being. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't like it because you don't like X. Well, I also know that, Talon, when you spoke about why it didn't connect with you, a lot of what you said was about, I this experience just doesn't speak to me hmm. because that, like, that nostalgia doesn't connect with you because you didn't have anything like those experiences, really. Indeed, you had experiences that, that keyed into some of the same stuff but went in completely different directions, so that was almost alienating for you. Yeah, yeah. 
I can I can only assume that, for example, the the you know the 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 teenage the the young adult I should say the young adult you know bonfire party in the woods yeah. is not really a thing that you no. that you've lived. <laughs> no, no, I I've never been in this. One one of one of the recurring things you'll see in media is the idea of the teenagers sneaking away from parental control to go do something mischievous. And yeah. Night in the Woods is made up of uh, uh, what I can assume are really real feeling moments of that. Mm-hmm. And and we never got to sneak away. No, that's so not really... it. It's a really different feel. Anyway, uh, yeah. Also, also, Night in the Woods is the is the um, I is the I left home as a kid, and I'm then the holy fuck, I'm back and I'm an adult. The game, yeah. which is basically B's entire story arc. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, the important thing here is that it can be both of these things at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on a purely consumer note, uh, Night in the Woods is definitely not asking for you to give an unreasonable amount of money for the experience you get out of it. And in October, it got a big old honking update of just more stuff to do. So fill your boots. Go for it. That's cool. <laughs> there is yes. a slight, uh, there's a slight possibility you may come back from the experience either gay or a furry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so but yeah, that, that was February. You can't put something there that wasn't there to begin with. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, February also saw the release of Psychonauts and the Rhombus of Ruin and Hollow Knight, both of which, in a month that packed, we might be able... Like, normally, we probably talk about those things. But holy shit, look at all the other stuff that came out in February. I, uh, I wouldn't I, talk I, about I, I those w- things. Is that a Psychonauts sequel? Uh, no. <laughs> it's Psychonauts, fuck? the VR experience. Yeah. Oh. It, it's oh, double okay. fine dirtling yeah. around with a new thing and seeing if they could do something mm. interesting with it. Um. Could they? Hol- I don't have a. Can you imagine Talon making someone that so, me, so hand Someone gesture? please buy me a PS4 VR and I'll find out. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> okay, we'll put yeah. that on the Patreon list. I, I, I have a friend who works in games journalism. I bet she could totally check it out for me using her work equipment, except she's got one eye, so all VR stuff is useless for her. Fuck. <laughs> All right, um, so moving on to March. Uh, I, I, wait, wait, wait! I, I feel that Hollow Knight is worth talking about. Oh, yeah, uh, well, because I, we were talking. I don't have anything to we say about Hollow Knight. <laughs> we were Go talking on. about we were, we were talking about Dark Souls likes, and then all of a sudden, this little, this absolutely adorable two D side scroller. Isn't mm. it just? Oh, yeah, Bug Souls is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that someone took the the you know make a Souls like idea and decided to transpose it onto bugs would be the thing to do with it. it and and they, they made it cute. It's so adorable. It's super yep. cute, and it's still, like, bleak as fuck in a lot of ways. Yeah. And uh, if you're curious at all about how well it did, Hollow Knight has sold over half a million copies, which for an indie oh, game is them. amazing. Yeah. And I want to say it's on, like, everything? <laughs> it's on a lot of things. I don't know, yeah, that, like, I don't know a list, but I've heard of it being on tons of stuff. It's on Windows, Mac OS, Linux, and the Switch. And it's Australian. I'm Not pretty sure it's on consoles, too. I thought too. it was on the X-Bone. It doesn't have a release date on the X-Bone here. No. Oh. I mean, you know, it might be coming. Anyway, uh, moving on to March. Good God, this year. <clears throat> we're gonna, gonna have Wait, to, Australian? Like, yeah, they were an Australian developer. What's What's the name? Who made it? Uh, Chris Cherry? Team Cherry. Team Cherry. Cool. Yeah. I don't know about them specifically, just like I would like to know the names of some more studios from this country because it's a struggle. 
Uh, okay, so we're just going to like uh, uh, go kicking into a higher gear now because in March, the Nintendo Switch launched. Oh, yeah. Which means it is also a packed month. Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just going to blur past some in a, in a sheer list va- factor, and you can tell me to pull over if you absolutely have to talk about this at all. Uh, Thimbleweed Park, Attack on Titan. Uh, uh, okay, Thimbleweed Park, hold on. Okay. Have to talk about the uh, McDonald's. Have McDonald's. To, anyway. We have to talk about Thimbleweed Park just because um, that's the that's the like um, point and click adventure inspired by Maniac Mansion, basically. Yes, like if, like if, by Ron Gilbert. Yeah, that's Ron Gilbert's like Ron Gilbert's Twin Peaks sort of thing. Yeah, I haven't played it yet, but it looks amazing. Yep. Uh, it, it also uh, is apparently just a pastiche of stuff he liked in the same way that uh that, that Monkey Island was. You know, let's do a pirate movie, but as a comedy game. This has X Files, True Detective, and Twin Peaks as its major influences. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, here's hoping that's good. I, I haven't played it yet. I don't know. I, I cannot say. Um, <clears> hmm. <throat> huh. God, this month. Uh, scrolling up. Uh, two more Kingdom Hearts games, which we're not going to name for the fear of Fox having an aneurysm. <laughs> Super Mario Run. Oh, yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it? That lasted for, like, five minutes, didn't it? Everything. Oh, yeah, everything did come out in March. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, uh, like a, uh, that's like a creative crafting sort of thing. Yeah, it's an indie game called Everything, which is based on lectures by Alan Watts. Phil, the, the philosopher Alan Watts, who... Uh, British interconnectivity... Uh, everything in the universe is a system of the universe experiencing the universe, and we're all connected, we're all the same stuff. Uh, every river is the ocean, man. Um, yeah. It, it is a very, very weird kind of lecture series with a game attached. Yeah. Okay. It's like hmm. a creative sort of, like, crafty thing. Yeah. It is the only game I know which has control systems for both subatomic particles, planets, galaxies, and cows. These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> uh, uh, what am I thinking? Na, 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 na. Yeah, yeah. Um, imagine that, except philosophy papers instead of rad music. <laughs> Not to say the music's bad in everything, it's just a very different kind of rad. Uh, Sandrin Kagura, Peach Beach Splash, uh, Little Inferno like, got re released. If, if you like lesbians splashing each other with water, there you go. Yep. Uh, uh,. I am Setsuna, Super Bomberman R, another release of I The Binding Set- of Isaac. I am Setsuna is worth mentioning just because for an independent, uh, we wish Wait, we that's an indie game? game. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, I, I looked at this and thought this was... for the marketing. Uh, well, oh, okay. it was, it was, it was published by, by, uh, Square, in the Squaring's Collective, but yes, it's an indie game. Um, I am Setsuna is worth noting not because it is, really wishes it was Chrono Trigger, but because the entire soundtrack is piano. Ooh. Maybe you should just get the soundtrack and not bother. I mean, yeah, you could always maybe. just play Chrono Trigger. Yep. Uh, <laughs> My main thing is I don't want a game to tell me that it's heartbreaking like three times in its own ad copy. Yeah. It's actually just a huge turn-off for me, so I'm yeah. not gonna... I, I have limited time in my life for that kind of thing, too. Yeah. Um, the controversial Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Does anyone remember this one? I don't want to. Of this, or it's controversy. Pissed yeah. off Bolivia. But if yeah. Tom doesn't want to, then I see no reason it, to. <laughs> pissed off Bolivia. Yeah, a whole country wow. actually sent Ubisoft a letter and just said, Okay. Hey. 
Hey, there's there's did, more to our country than do just something cocaine. Massively racially insensitive. There's more to our country than cocaine. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And and they sent the the best thing about this was the letter they sent included all these beautiful fucking photos of Bolivia. Like ah. Bolivia looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never been. Um, but now the the big things of March, the things that we're probably going to have a couple of words about Mass Effect Andromeda. I really like that game. Mmm. I played a shit ton of it. It was good. And now they're done with it. I wound up hearing from one of the people who worked on the animation for that game. And I feel really sorry for everyone involved in working on the animation for that game. Just mm-hmm. The animation wasn't good. Just it did not just, work. From what, from what I understand, it is as simple as they didn't have enough time to do everything they needed to do. You, you can only wow, get a that's... game to look so good with without uh, enough time. That's kind of shameful. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, it does look a little wonky, but it had to come out early, so. Did it, though? Well, apparently they weren't going to support it much longer. Yeah. <laughs> they finished it. it. They, they, they ended support that is a pretty good by point. the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a do-or-die thing. There were a lot of games that had a very, very short window of time to become an international success this year. Oh, sorry, last year. And, and uh, like, Not all if they did. didn't... Yeah, and very few of them did, and the the ridiculous standards that the developers were being held to meant that they had these moments of like, oh, did you sell 16 quintillion copies in your first week? No? Well, clearly there's no demand and we're going to kill everything to do with this. Which really sucks. Look at how well all the other games that Camilla are doing. It's such a jam-packed year! How could anyone have a success that year? How could anyone ever run away success? Well, yeah. Nintendo. And... (laughs) Yeah. Before we get to Nintendo... Uh, Near Automata, yeah. <laughs> Near Tomato. That is a video game that came out in 2017. Yeah, I can't wait till I get around to playing it, and I can have some really, really controversial, angry opinions about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know exactly what I'm going to think of it, but I've seen the people talking about it, and they have that special kind of arch defensiveness about you know, don't you dare criticize this game, Uh-oh. or I will become very, very angry with you. And I just. I just know I'm not going to like it right. <laughs> I just, I can feel it coming. Oh, don't worry. There's a, there's a small club of us who don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I figured. I'll figure it. Well, anyway. There's a little, there's a club of us. And that, to, 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 put the, to set the record straight, I do not dislike Nier Automata. Mm-hmm. I do not dislike it. I liked what I played of it. I was done with it. I'm not going to play the rest of it. So, Talon, do you own Nerd Antimatter, or are you... Not yet. Uh, just saying you might play it eventually. I, I expect I will get around to playing it at some point, and I do like the look of some of the things it's doing. I, I do want to know more about this game, and everybody uh, likes a lot. So look at some, what some of the things that are doing. The, the nature <laughs> now, see, of have you seen have like you right. have you seen Adam and Eve? <laughs> Not yet. Oh my uh, god! But but uh, Yokotaro games tend to, at the very least, from a media studies perspective, be interesting. Like, oh, even oh. if they're not <laughs> yeah. good, there's tons Near, of stuff to talk about. Near Automata is interesting. Yeah, and that's why I want to play it. I think it'll be interesting. I don't think I'm going to love it. I don't think it's going to be my favorite game. I think inevitably there's going to be a character I want to drown in a toilet. But that doesn't change the fact that I want to. I want to be part of that conversation. I just know that there are a lot of people who think they want a conversation about that game who do not want a conversation about that game. Who want com- <laughs> who want confirmation about that game? Exactly. And on the note of a game that's uh, uh, definitely came out in 2017, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. 
I'm sure there's basically nothing more to say about that. Yeah, I think we've run that one real deep into the ground. Uh, the only interesting thing I can think of to say about Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild at the moment is that there was a brief period where we, sorry, where Switch copies of Breath of the Wild outsold the Switch. I mean, that, that kind of makes sense. You get people who do genuinely just buy games for, uh, well, not, collection purposes, let's say. No, I'm going to say yeah. hoarding, but that's a bit mean. You'll get, well, you'll get people who buy two copies, one to have with their console and one to just keep on the shelf. Yeah. And yeah, you also yeah. get people, you'll also purposes. get people to, you know, I'll probably get a Switch in a couple months. Yeah. The, the thing with those numbers is they are so rarely of such volume that you notice them on sales reports. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get the impression that a lot of people saw Breath of the Wild and saw it as this is going to be a moment. This is going to be a thing. And, it was. Yep. It's uh, fair. Mm-hmm. Moving on into April. Okay. Uh, hmm. The Windows release of Bayonetta. The Finally. release of um, uh, a re-release of Bulletstorm, which means that you can now play Bulletstorm if you don't mind paying for it a second time. <laughs> Not happy with this. Uh, little li- interesting little Ill indie game, The Signal from Tolva. Uh... What remains of Edith Finch? Ah, mm-hmm. which I know we did. <laughs> yeah, I know we did. I know we did a deep dive on it, but at the same time, I have now learned a lot about what remains of Edith Finch, and I definitely uh, uh, want to concur with Jeb about you know definitely check this out. Hmm. If you can stand, if, if if you can if you can do walking simulators or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck we're eventually going to call them, because God, I hate that term. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good term. How about Immersive Simulator? Just lump them all in with Prey. I thought... Fuck. I was saying, <laughs> I have never... As long as I've been playing fucking video games, I have never figured out what the fucking Immersive Sim is supposed to be. But yeah. apparently they don't make them anymore, so I don't yeah. have to worry. Yeah, except they also have had a revival lately. Because they're, you see these games that have been being made non-stop since, they, since System Shock 2? Yeah, they're all the one rare, unique species of this particular type of thing. Ruff, 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 also, ruff, System ruff. Shock is getting re-released this year. Or yeah. remade this year. Yep. Uh, Persona 5, which I didn't play. And Fox didn't play. And I didn't play, because I yeah. learned my lesson pretty quick with Persona games. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, odds are good that if you wanted to play Persona 5, you already did. Because that thing sold. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we have also the Sexy Brutal. Did either of you catch this one? I oh, heard about actually, it. Actually, yes, I've seen this for sale on the Switch shop. Okay, It's like so- a social deduction, weird-ass kind of, uh, you know, schmoozing and, and threatening kind of game. Yeah. Where everyone it, is ugly. Everyone's ugly. The environments are gorgeous. And here's the thing that blows me out. It was developed by the same people who made Deadlight. Yeah. Oh. Now, if you remember my opinion of Deadlight, it wasn't, it wasn't positive. I, I oh, very much I dislike Deadlight. Mm, mm. Uh, Deadlight is the one where you called the ending on, like, the second screen, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I'm remembering it correctly. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But the sexy brutal is interesting and odd, and you know, by all accounts, pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, we also had my God, April was sorry. I'm just looking at the sheer number of games that came out of this month. Like <sighs> everything. Uh, Outlast Two came out. That happened. That sure happened. Uh, never talk you, about it again. 
If you want to know more about Outlast 2, go follow Times and Troubles on Twitter and ask Sav what he thinks about games like Outlast 2 that are about cults. Anyway. If you, if you are genuinely <laughs> interested in, in Outlast 2 and what it has to offer, fuck off. <laughs> We also got the release of the Disney Afternoon Collection, which is Capcom selling DuckTales, the Rescue Rangers, the Darkwing Duck, and Tailspin video games as one thing. Good. Yep. Uh, now, all those games were good. Well, Tailspin sucked, but all of them were good, more or less. And the interface for the Disney Afternoon Collection is some of the most amazing jazz cup looking shit you will ever see in a modern video game. <laughs> like, it looks see, so good. This is another point of weird cultural disconnect, because we got all these cartoons, but it wasn't the Disney afternoon. No. <laughs> these were, these appeared on Saturday Disney. Yeah. So they were, exp they were always morning things for us. Yep. And they were once a week things. Yeah, they were special. <laughs> Uh, Ukulele came out in April. It sure did. Mmm. Good for them. I, I want to play it. I've heard criticism of it, but I still want to play it. <laughs> it, it might, I have never had the slightest bit of interest in any of that era of 3D collect em up kind of games. Like, I didn't play any at the time, but every time I see one played, I'm like, dear god, I cannot connect Why? this Why would you play all. this? <laughs> you can do and, anything else. But, like, Ukulele does actually look interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And the two big ones, on April 18th, the same day, Full Throttle Remastered and Wonder Boy The Dragon's Trap. Oh, so this went well for Talon. Well, I, I couldn't play it at that point because it was on the Switch and we didn't own a Switch. Until like two days later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, so Full Throttle Remastered is a, a game I already loved, given to me in a really good, convenient way, and Wonder Girl Dragon's Trap is... It's the same game. It is exactly yeah. the same game. Here is a button to make it the literal same game. Yeah, it looks... But you shouldn't, because the new graphics are fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, have, I have nothing but praise for the visual upgrade. Uh, they've made it with an easy mode now, which I heartily recommend, because trust me, it that is That was lot... definitely necessary. <laughs> it is a lot harder than you might remember. I, I I replayed that or game only two years very, ago, and it was or very so likely, hard. Or yeah. very likely, exactly as hard as you remember. Good because point. Because fuck that game. Yep. Super hard game. All right. Now we're to May. It's a game where I would not consider it to... Uh, I would not consider it to weaken the game if they just put state saves in it. Yeah, it would still it's be super hard. hard. Yeah. Uh, May saw the release of Prey about which I have a lot of complaints, but, you know. I I, I really like Prey. Um, mm. I make bad decisions <laughs> by way of I bought Prey, and I tried to play Prey, which is a game about oh, mimics. I see. Yeah. I, I have memory problems, and I struggle with persistent, uh, with, um, with, with object permanence. Yeah. And I tried Ooh. to play Prey. I yeah. make very bad decisions. Yeah. But let me tell um, you, Prey worked on me real good. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, one other thing with Prey is that if you are a person who has a hard time struggling with feelings of identity, like, am I who I oh. think I am? Oh. And, you know, do I exist? Don't play Prey. Yeah. Because Prey is designed to flip open the part of your brain 
in a person who doesn't experience that kind of dissociation and mash on a big red button repeatedly to mess with you. So if if that's sensitive for you, I advise against playing Prey. The Surge also came out that month. Which was way better than it had... Surge was way better than it had any right to be. I know! (laughs) We we were making fun of the game that touted it's it has a a customization service that lets you play however you want to as long as you want to play Warren <laughs> but what they didn't tell you because to 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 back it up a little bit here what the surge is is the the follow up game to uh the 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 fallen which was the, the last game by the studio which the surge is also a dark souls like mhm and the fallen was a really bad dark souls like and then they came <laughs> along saying we're going to make a dark souls like and we're going to have focus heavily on character customization. As long as you're Warren. <laughs> as long as you're Warren. But <laughs> what they didn't tell us in all the advertising and all the and all the press and all the hype and all the lead up was that the way you customize is by <laughs> pri- is by ripping off <laughs> the parts you need from your enemies. No. no. Oh. Well, they're, they're, they're robots. They're robots. Oh. Yeah, you're 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 in a you're you're a cyborg. You can you can decapitate. Hey. You can decapitate a constructor robot and wear its head as a hat. You can be to the robots as the Ewoks are to the Empire. You it, it has actually a really like well executed um, targeting system. So yeah, you can you can cut off limbs so you can pick out specific weapons you want off the robot you're fighting. Yep. It's so good. And it has no right to be this good. <laughs> uh, we also heard the re- saw the release of a game called Thumper. Which uh, is beyond me because I have no rhythm, but mm. looks mm. incredible. Yeah. Thump- Thumper is one of those very pure games. Kind of like they put, it, put, put a whole bunch of different rhythm games in a vice and squeezed it down until you wound up with just this nasty, almost bitter, cruel little barb of a game. I was going to say. Have you seen what Thumper looks like? That's not nasty. That thing is gorgeous. Oh, go, yo, yo, yeah, Thumper looks great. <laughs> and I've been told that apparently Thumper is really good to play while you're high. I can believe that, because you're basically controlling a subwoofer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, June. Whew, wow. Wait, sorry, one other thing in May. Uh, there was the release of Friday the 13th, the game. Which, which is a lot like Dead by Daylight. Which stunned no, everyone by being pretty good. Yeah. Like... Friday the 13th is not a franchise that is known for having great, high-quality everything. Like, lots of the sequels f- are bad. <laughs> to be fair, what they, the thing they did right with Friday the 13th, the video game, was they made it about, okay, what if it's Jason Voorhees hunting stupid teenagers, and you're either playing as Jason Voorhees or a stupid teenager? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it. That's the whole game. It's a that, That's your game. Then along came June, and Dead by Daylight came out, and we were in the bizarre situation of having dueling 1980s slasher film movies. Yes. I Games. personally think Dead, Dead by Daylight is better, which I think also now it has a Freddy, Freddy Krueger in it. Oh, nice. <laughs> as well as, I think it has Michael Myers. Mm. The, yeah. actual, uh, the, the actual characters, or are we talking like obvious? No, uh, actual, right. like, licensed. Oh, mm. wow. With unique, unique abilities and stuff, and that's the, that's the thing that Dead, Dead by Daylight has is that the 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 hunters, the killers, they they have 
different styles of play as opposed to just being Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's some mystical ones that, you know, have like silent movement or whatever, things like that. Yeah. And then it's like Michael Myers is just this juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. That's pretty cool. So, uh, um, like also in June. Jeez, Christ. Uh, so also in June, we have two pretty important re-releases, one of which was the Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy. And uh, I understand some people really like Crash Bandicoot. Mm. Yep. Apparently. Yourself out. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Uh, but also the Seiken Densetsu collection for the Nintendo Switch. Which apparently it's exists. available in Japan. Yep. Oh. yep. Yeah, of course it is. Yep. They really don't want to let English fans buy Suikoden if they can avoid it. Uh, second. Oh, shit, sorry, wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, that collection has SD3 in it. Yeah, of course it does. <laughs> of course it fucking does. That, that's the really, really good one. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. Um, also, Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood <sighs> launched. Oh, wow. Hey, does the collection have, uh... Oh, what's it fucking called? Is it Final Fantasy Adventure? The the Game Boy one that was yes. actually just blatantly Secret of Mana. Yes. <laughs> it's got all of them, apparently. Oh, even like the GBA and GameCube ones? Yeah. The GameCube one's actually kind of hard to get your hands on. That's going to make a lot of people happy. Not us, though. Not us. I, I don't care. It's going to make us angry. SD3. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Final Fantasy XIV, Stormblood. Which is more Final Fantasy XIV. If you like Final Fantasy XIV... You probably, is that the movie? Uh, no, <laughs> no, it's the it's the it's the it's the second expansion pack. It's the four point oh. Oh right, mm-hmm. gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yep. Um, Final Fantasy. Uh, interestingly, Stormblood is also the official last expansion for FF fourteen that's going to come out uh, on the PS three version. I think it's the one that signaled the end. That makes of the sense. PS3 version. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the. Uh, the sales of this game are kind of hard to put your finger on because the game has uh, a very uh, uh, kind of almost a nuclear effect where when the population hits a certain point, you get this big explosion and it jumps up to a higher level. Uh, when Realm Reborn launched, it only sold uh, uh, 184,000 physical copies, which is pretty good for a normal game. For an MMO, it might scare you. Uh, but within three years, it had six million cumulative players. Like the opposite way to how they normally go. Yeah, they normally don't. They they normally have a pretty heavy fall off early on, but yeah, fourteen huge spike and then people just leave. Yeah, fourteen well, kind of inverted that. Well, they're somewhere up near around ten, aren't they? Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. They don't release discontinued count statistics, so yeah. they don't know. So all they can say is we have about six. Well, we have about ten million accounts. They're not telling us how many players that means simultaneously. Yeah. But it's so. they they they're real good at the MMO thing. Yeah, but and I mean they're not they're not obligated you, to tell us. If you if you if you're interested if you like the MMO thing, you're probably already playing FF14. Yeah, or have played and decided you don't like it. Like we're, we're not telling you anything you don't already know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stormblood is going to be more this is more of the same for you. Uh, when you hit fifty, you can you can be a samurai or red mage, which is cool. Hmm. Mm. Uh, Monument Valley Two also launched in June. I have to play that. Mm-hmm. Now, there is there has been a release woven throughout this year that I've been looking at every time and going, eh, it's an episodic game. I know, I'm not going to mention that because, you know, the next episode will come along and I'll do it then, I'll do it. And I just noticed the names of these episodes, so I kind of have to do this now. Guardians of the Galaxy's Telltale series. Now, I'm actually not that Hello, worried about what? Telltale. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy's got a point-and-click adventure game by Telltale. Seems like a good idea, though. Because who doesn't? Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I I don't like, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, I have to try all the Telltale games. I've tried one or two, went, yeah, I can, I can take yeah, all they're the kind of hit and miss. It, it, it I mean, we have it a... entirely on whether or not you like the franchise. Oh, except have... the Monkey Island one, that was just a bit eh. We, we, we have a Telltale game coming out, like, you know, a couple years. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Munch will remember this. Yeah. Um, I mean, Telltale, Telltale helped develop Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people, which might be one of my favorite games of its generation at this point. Um, but, the Guardians of the Galaxy's Telltale episodes are named in order. Tangled up in blue, under uh, pressure. Of course oh, they are. More than a feeling. Nice. Who needs you and don't stop believing. Of course they are. <laughs> of course they are. Of course. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. 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 And you know what? I, 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 I will give them a note of appreciation just for that. That is, that is a good naming convention. <laughs> In fact, we're going to steal it. Yes. Next up, July. Lots of games, but of them, the only ones that really merit commentary are Pyre. Which is the new one from the people who made Bastion and the other game. Yes. And instead of making like a narrative adventure-based game, they made a sport game. Yeah, it's like a... (laughs) It's like a narrative sports management sim. Yeah. And and, uh, the thing I like the most about it as a designer is that in Pyre, you have a team of characters that are all trying to score with, like, get a bowl, get a, get a thing into a goal, but the person who gets the thing into the goal sits out the rest of the round. So teams get smaller as you succeed, which means there's an inherent catch-up mechanic built into the game. I really like that. Hmm. I mean, it hmm. would mean that the gameplay is very flat, you're going to get very consistent games, but... You see, anyway. the, the funny thing is, there's, there's kind of the side effect with Pyre, is that people who didn't know that management sims exist, are suddenly really, really keen on management sims. Yeah. Like, they've just discovered something. It's like, I saw someone mention, like, well, what if you had, like, a wrestling promotion that was like Pyre? Um, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> they have been making those for for 20 years, at least. Like, Yeah, there, there are probably more of them than there are of, of, uh, of well, geez, more than that of shooters, really. Um the, the wrestling, the wrestling management, prom- the wrestling promoter sim is a, it's a crowded genre. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. And on the note of other sport competitive games, Splatoon 2! Which they didn't call Splatoon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is disappointing. Yeah, but at the same time, I kind of feel like there's a bunch of people in Japan going, that joke doesn't work here. Uh, Splatoon 2 is notable for, for, uh, Starting the light novel career of a friend of Talon and I. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, our friend Xandra uh, made a Miiverse post in Platoon 2, uh, where she drew a mock-up of the, of a, of a, of a cover for, uh, a, for a fake light novel about being transformed into a squid maid, which Nintendo served her, uh, took it down saying you aren't allowed to, to sell things <laughs> on yeah. Miiverse. And she oh, said, they well, thought it fine. Was real. Okay. <laughs> well, she said, "Fine, if you're going to take it down and think it's real, I'm going to make it real." Yep. <laughs> and now she's response. a late novelist. Yep. Well done. Moving on to the grotesquely bloated month of August, like, <laughs> good God! Uh, <laughs> mm. How many of these ones are there? 
Well, yeah, how, many so many how many bloated the ones are there? Okay, so first up, uh, August had Agents Who's of in Mayhem. Trouble, like two seconds into that. <laughs> Agents of Mayhem, the closest thing we're going to get to a Saints Row sequel. It didn't do boo, so well. But I only think a little bit of boo. <laughs> it, it didn't do well now that the studio's closed. Yeah, and uh, what makes it super frustrating is the thing that would have pushed this game, in my opinion, into actually being really good. Somebody being telling people it was a sequel? fucking Saints Row game? Yep. Co op. Oh, there's co-op? no co-op. There's no co-op in Agents of Mayhem. Why would you do well, that? There's your problem. <laughs> there's your problem right there. It's made of bees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bees are dangerous, man. Don't trust bees. They can By the stop way, time and do telekinesis. Mind control. If, if you had bees, man. purchased the DLC for this game, you would get three extra agent, agents, right? Which include a sole police officer lieutenant named Johnny Gat, who, uh-huh. as it so happens, is a cop who hates cops. Good. You'd get a uh, a character named Fatima Dowd, aka Lazarus. Uh, uh, you know, doesn't appear to be from anything else that I know. But you'd also get the extra character Safe Word. Ah, there she is. Who's a hacker, Kenzie Kensington. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> And you couldn't co-op this game. You couldn't. You couldn't co-op this game. What the? Mm, How, they have they chosen get, poorly. Well, that's why they don't <laughs> exist anymore. <laughs> this game also included Oleg and uh, Pierce were in it as well. And the and, and the, the player groups you could get were the Bombshells, the Carnage Trois, the Firing Squad, and the Franchise Force. Yes. Uh, how is this not co-opable? It's ridiculous. I know. <laughs> oh, shame is on them. That, see, Except that I right there. shaming them because you made it full of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, full of bullshit is kind of on brand for Saints Row. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nidhogg Two came out. Nidhogg Two is weird. Mm-hmm. Because it what? has a oh. really odd, like Mister Bumpy Bump of the Night. Aesthetic. Oh my god, someone just referenced Mr. Bumpy? Yes. That's amazing. That's the yeah. first fucking thing I think of when I see Nidhogg 2. You're right, it it looks like Bump in the Night. <laughs> Nobody uh, knows hey. what that means but me and Talon. Hey, and uh, uh, I know it. Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, people who are younger than us, which The illustrious work is... of Jim Cummings doing whatever. Yeah. <laughs> How are you those characters of Jim Cummings? Enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um... What was the... What was the name of the best friend character who was Splish? just like a lame Splish. blob? I want to say his name was Splish. Sorry, for, uh, sorry friends, this is now a Bump in the Night uh, podcast. It was Squishy. Mr. Squish. Yeah, oh, it's Squishy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Squish. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's a weird fucking show. I liked it a lot. Obviously. Mr. Bumpy Eight Socks. That's where it's yeah. That's why you can only find the one. He was, by the way, Squishington. Squishington. That's what I yes. said. Full name Squishington. Anyway, yeah, Nidhogg, Nidhogg 2 looks like uh, a pixel art claymation on, on Unity rigs. Um, I mean, that does of, sound great. It's kind of amazing. Like, it's <laughs> Nidhogg, but more so, which is a good place to start. But instead of just having your, your epee fights, you when you spawn in it, you get a random, like, either a broadsword, an epee, a knife, or a bow. Yeah. Now, and let's so, assume I haven't played Nidhogg. Uh, Nidhogg is a game about fencing, and whoever fences better gets to the, like, if you have the advantage in the fencing, you start running, 
uh, towards the other side of the the screen, and after a certain number of after a certain number of screens, you get eaten by a giant snake. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I mean, I don't know what I was snake, expecting. It's called it's right there in the name. <laughs> if you get eaten by the giant snake, you, you win because the Nidhog is eating you. Yep. Uh, Nidhog that, two that's is the goal. Nidhog, yeah. Nidhog two is more of that. Yep. <laughs> and that's the sound of Fox seeing Nidhog two. Yeah. That's yeah. I yeah. didn't realize it was going to look like all the flesh had been removed, <laughs> or possibly all the flesh has been piled on. It's kind of hard to say. Well, turn inside out and then piled on, maybe. Mm-hmm. All and right. it has a unicorn horn. Yeah. Um, so, it has yeah. it has a whole bunch of character customization, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's fast-paced and a hell of a party game. Yeah. Carrying on. Okay. <laughs> Next up, we have Tacoma. It's another... what? You know what? It was a good year for low-confrontation mystery-solving in a, in a free-moving space kind of games. Tacoma is a game that came out in 2017. Yep, you don't like it very much. I did not did not work for me. Yeah. Um, the whole the whole like um, having the having the the AI recreate in mm-hmm. like three D space what happened when you do an audio log that was a neat way to do an audio log. Sure, um, still just audio logs. I didn't like it. Mm. And also, if you were incredibly patient, you didn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, instead of actually going and finding the information, you could just wait a long time for it to download. It's like 16 hours, I think. I, I'm not that patient. <laughs> but, anyway. um, more, more than anything, I, I didn't like the way it resolved. Stay with me, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And that, that is one of the problems with all narrative-based games. It's like the main thing you're building your game around is a particular narrative arc. If that narrative arc isn't satisfying to the viewer, the whole thing like it's not just like a book where you're like, oh, you know, I can see this book is not going well. I'm going to ditch on this book. Uh, it's a game, and you sunk a whole bunch of time and investment into it, and like personal experience. And then at the end of it, it's just like, wah, 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 wah. I like how you're acting as though a book isn't. No, uh, true. You can hack a book. It's true, but I like for me, I have the exact same problem with with not finishing a book once I started. Like even if I'm not enjoying it, I do kind of feel like obligated. Yeah. Not, not always. Not if it's like just offensively shit or anything. But mm-hmm. uh, next up, we have Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice, a game that let's let's say it's got some complicated reactions to it. Yeah, and I am not qualified to talk about them, mm. so I'm not gonna. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know shit about it, so I'm not gonna. Yeah. Uh, Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice was heavily praised for its depiction of mental illness in pre. Uh, industrial societies. It's oh boy! It it follows a picked woman who probably has some form of psychosis and interprets the voices in her head as curses and monsters. And that's that's the premise. That's where they go. And I've heard people complain about how it handles this. I've heard people uh, extol how it handles this, and I've heard people who both have and have not these conditions, talking both positively and negatively about it. I think I... it's lifted from a Tad Williams book. Huh. Well, either way, if you've uh, if you've any interest, by all means, check it out. Just understand that there is a lot of conversation around that, and it's not a simple topic to get into. Which, to be fair, is what it shouldn't necessarily be a simple topic, but... <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't know how I that have... could be a simple topic. I have no way, no frame of reference for it, so I'm not going to talk about it. 
And also, if you are a person who struggles with borders of identity, having a game that periodically whispers in the back of your head things that are designed to be nebulously interpretable, probably not great. Like, just, just be aware <laughs> is... to pray. Well, it's a game that's designed to give you the feeling of having uh, intrusive thoughts. Yeah. Which, for people who've never had intrusive thoughts, might be a really interesting, exotic experience. Anyway, uh, so uh, StarCraft came out again. Is that when it got Which released one? for free or whatever? Uh, StarCraft Remastered. Ah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. StarCraft more. Yep. Ultra high definition graphics of StarCraft. Yeah. You went StarCrafting before, now you can StarCraft with even more StarCraft. Uh, the, the, uh, the release of StarCraft in Busan was attended live by 500,000 people. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I wish I could make anything anyone would care about one <sighs> hundredth as much as that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Night Trap came out. What? That happened? Yep, there was a remaster of Night Trap and it came out last year. Oh, why? Um, there was, there was this brief moment last year where Pete, certain, certain circles of, of, of independent game development were really keen on FMV. Yeah. And I don't know why. Mm. Like, I was there. Yeah. It sucked. So was I. Yeah, F- FMV games are like less convenient point-and-click adventure games. <laughs> but because of that, movies. <laughs> but, but because of that, Night Trap got remastered. Yeah. Uh, Obduction came out. That was a game I enjoyed a lot. It was very much like Myst. Uh, and again... Oh, oh it, that's the... Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a good year if you wanted to play a lot of different games about walking around in low confrontation scenarios. Can we um, call them uh, investigation games? Maybe. I mean, Abduction was a straight up puzzle game, so yeah, it's it's a misstyle puzzle game. It's true. It's true. I felt like Talon was dodging saying walking simulator there. <laughs> uh, well, because you know, because because Abduction is a game that's a lot about putting together pieces of the track and, and teleporting in such ways to make a really kick ass roller coaster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, it's a game about the the core gameplay loop of the Myst style adventure game is getting power point A to point B to operate a device at point B. Mm-hmm. Abduction is more of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. And I think it executed it really well. And the the meta story around it, I really enjoyed. I thought it was kind of clever. And the reading and finding the the hidden nooks and crannies about the the various worlds you went to to see the the kind of people that lived there and the the secret lives of of these people at the, at the way that these worlds interconnected I thought was really interesting and also in August Sonic Mania that game was excellent hey, yeah that was an excellent game with a really <laughs> shitty bonus stage <laughs> fuck those UFOs so hard fuck them all so yeah. Just, just saying, a a nine out of ten Sonic game came out last year. <laughs> so Jeb, did you? Uh, I, I I didn't want to talk about it when I first started playing Sonic Mania because I knew you hadn't gotten that far yet. But have you played far enough to get to the saloon stage? I have not yet gotten to the saloon stage. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And the last August release was Life is Strange Before the Storm, which um, put me in mm-hmm. used it used scab labor. So fuck it. Yeah, I, I'm in this really good position. And also, games that don't need fucking prequels. Well, see, I was going to get into a, a high dudgeon about both of those points, but yeah, basically. <laughs> anyway, so, September. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
We're not done. I can't believe we're early in September. Okay, so September ends. September had Cuphead, Star Fox 2, Knack 2, Fuck. Destiny 2, Divinity Original Sin 2, Hive Swap, Dishonored Death of the Outsider, Metroid Samus Returns, and Hob. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Cuphead was really good. Uh, it has all the, 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 it has all the flaws that it's, it's it includes with it. Yep. Uh, it's really hard. Uh, we have Knack 2 for some reason. Yeah, someone made Knack 2. Someone wanted Knack 2 to happen. Because nobody uh, stopped them. Destiny 2 okay, came out. show what Knack 1 is. <laughs> Destiny 2 came out and it was like Destiny, but more so and better. Yeah. That's a pretty good thing for a sequel to be. Yeah, I think, uh, I actually played through the entire main story of it. Nice. And shot a lot of things and threw a lot of flaming explosive hammers at people. <laughs> well, hey, that's what you're here for. Uh, Des- uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 has a perk that lets you talk to random animals around the map and an achievement Ooh, for talking to all this. of them. I do not uh, care about the game previously, but like, I am on board for talking to animals' secret powers. Yes. You can also fuck a skeleton. Yeah. I'm, I'm not so on board for that. But talking about well, hell yeah. But the option is there. There's a lot of people you can fuck, including yeah. a skeleton. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 sold over a million copies in two months. <laughs> That's unheard of. You can that fuck is... a skeleton, the main point of Undertale? That is yeah. ridiculous numbers for an RPG. Divinity games are weird. Yeah. They're just all weird. Yep. Like, there, there's a, there's a, there's an RTS Divinity game, mm-hmm. which, Okay, yeah, whatever. Fantasy style <laughs> RTS, right? Wrong. This one, you do your RTSing as a dragon. Yeah. You turn into a dragon. Yep. And while you're committing your armies on the ground, yep. you can do dragon stuff as a yep. dragon. This, this game, the dragon can also fuck a skeleton, by the way. Well, that's true because you have to choose which of the, uh, which of the other factions leader you wish to, 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 uh, court. To, uh, Court, oh, I've seen ads for this. Yeah. I thought it got cancelled. Yeah. No, no, your dra- Divinity Dragon Commander came out a couple years ago. Yeah, and they used the money to plow into making Divinity. And also, no, <laughs> that's not. It's not just a dragon. It's a dragon with a jetpack. Yes. <laughs> Which is like the most unnecessary hyperbolic character design ever. But what the hey? Yep. Uh, we also have. Uh, we is have it the like release. An afterburner? I guess. Yeah. Uh, we have Hive Swap. Which is a Homestuck that's, property. That's the Homestuck thing. Which, uh, understand like, how deeply I want to dunk on a Homestuck video game that raised millions of dollars in Kickstarters and then fritted it all away on hats. Understand just how badly I want oh. to make fun of Hive Swap. And I've seen Hive Swap now. And it looks really good. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not comfortable really with good the fact that it looks really good. Definitely not something I associate with Homestuck. No. I just I just heard that there's just way too much fucking dialogue. Yeah, how about that? Homestuck lacks authorial discipline. I have no fucking clue what Homestuck is, and I never will. Yeah, <laughs> and, and if you ask someone to explain it to you, they'll do a terrible job of it, just statistically. That is a universal truth. Yep. I'm pretty sure it's not even their fault. No. Uh, no, no, I don't hold this against any individual. Mm-hmm. Dishonored, Death of the Outsider. Alan? Yeah, um... I liked it. I didn't like what it did, as much as I liked Dishonored 2. What did Albert Camus have to do, have insults uh, <laughs> Dishonored for? No. Um, but, 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 uh, while it isn't as good a game in my opinion as Dishonored 2, two points. One, 
Billy Lurk can talk to rats because of a wooden carving given to her by her girlfriend. That's <laughs> that's I not. I do like Billy Lurk. That's not queer reading into a text. That's text. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and number two, one of the contracts that earns you a very healthy sum of money is killing a mime and making it look like a suicide. <laughs> <laughs> not nice it's not nice it's not like the mime's gonna say anything but it is funny <laughs> and that's where you hit the commute territory yep uh, do you make it look like a suicide by just like you know <laughs> hanging from an invisible rope that you're trying to pull across the space yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm uh Metroid Samus Returns, I haven't played. I'm excited to get a chance to play it, but obviously I haven't gotten around to it, so clearly I'm not that excited. It's Metroid 2 again. Hey, cool. In this, this, the month of two. Yes. (laughs) Though though Metroid Samus Returns does feature the ability to to ground and pound on uh, an alien space pirate as Samus, that's pretty cool. And uh, Hob, which we already mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that was going to come up in September. I wouldn't have uh, jumped the gun. Yeah. Yeah, Hob is, by all accounts, real good. Whew! Okay, October, home stretch. Cyber Dimension Neptunia 4, Goddesses Online. Uh, Excuse me, that's Cyber Cyber Dimension Neptunia 4, Goddesses Online. Oh, you're right, it is. Not Cyber Dimension Neptunia... Oh, God, I fucking... I I give up. (laughs) Tap out. (laughs) Cyber Dimension Neptunia 4, Goddesses Online is uh, is, uh, a recent... Uh, Neptunia game, obviously mm-hmm. by the name. And in this one, you, uh, control the, 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 the cast of Hyperdimension Neptunia as they are playing the beta version of the, of the most popular massively multiplayer online role-playing game in gaming industry <laughs> called Four Goddesses Online. Just how far up your own butt do you want to disappear, game? Oh, no, it's amazing because, again, this is a Neptunia game. So it knows that this is dumb, and it's great. It loves it. Just how far do they parody the current light model, uh, sorry, light novel <clears throat> anime model of you are trapped in a virtual world? Would you believe that there are two characters making fun of Carito? <laughs> <laughs> I most certainly would. <laughs> there are, in fact, two of them. <laughs> One of them is a major character. And, uh, uh, she improves a lot of the Kirito, um, uh, formula by making her actually a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, of course, she's not a hero. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's actually kind of pathetic. It's great. Um, and then eventually, uh, she and her girlfriend fuse into their persona. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, not the ending I was expecting, but okay. <laughs> Also releasing what? in October 2017, the Mummy movie game. Ah, yes, the Mummy what? Demastered. The Mummy the Demastered. Mu- the Mummy Demastered. Fuck. Which yeah. Is a fucking Metal Slug game. Yeah. I yeah. almost, I, I kind of really hate this now. Yeah. It's by WayForward, the people who make Shantae. Yep. Oh, shit. It's a Metroidvania. I mean, that's what it looks like. <laughs> Whenever you die in this game... You have to find where you died and kill the zombie version of yourself to recover all of your stuff. Aw, oh, yeah. Sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. This game. It's making me has so mad. 
This game has Russell Crowe in it. Oh. As Dr. Henry Jekyll. What? <laughs> now, if I was Russell Crowe, and they said, yeah, we want we want to make a, make a representation of you in media that's a, uh, that, that's a seemingly well-respected adult man who turns into a raging asshole who destroys things when he's drunk in his mysterious elixir, I might say that's a bit on the nose. Yeah. But apparently not! <laughs> yeah, this game is apparently really, really good. Like, unreasonably good. I have trouble believing yep. that a mummy game could be that good, but it looks great. Wow. Mm. Yeah, it, it is a really good-looking game. Uh, it's it's apparently made by WayForward at their basically their best, and it is a, it is an official licensed game. That's what they yeah, decided so to spend their money on. They have Universal Studios' money behind them, so... Yeah! <laughs> And, I'm kind uh, of impressed with WayForward being able to do something that's not entirely a titty game. Oh, the the, the titty mummy is on the cover. Oh. I'm sure there's a good tit in it. Oh, uh, yeah. <sighs> well, they found a way to get their horny spider in, but... Cause... How is the spider horny? The spider looks pretty straightforward. No, no, the WayForward are horny for spiders. It's just a thing. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. <laughs> there's lots of things you can do with a hatchet and a Nazi. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of things I like because they pissed off the right people. Uh-huh. And, in the same vein, Bubsy, the woolly strike back. That game's bad. <laughs> uh, thanks, Internet. We did this. <laughs> this is coming as someone who actually liked the original Bubsy. Yep. You know, I yep. was, I'm okay with Bubsy, and it's like, okay, I'll give Bubsy a new one another shot. And so yep. I did. And it's a bad knockoff of Guiana Sisters. Yeah. No, that's a shame. Like, and it's really hard, like, how do you do that? How do you, how do you, how, how do, do you, you make borrow your... that engine and not fix the big problems with it? How do you, how do you borrow that engine and then make a shittier version of it? Yeah. How do you make the how shitty, you make a knock shitty knockoff? knockoff of something that was a blatant oh. Mario knockoff to begin with? I was gonna say, it's a shitty knockoff of the spinoff of the shitty knockoff of Mario. Yep. Which is probably perfect for fucking Bubsy at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Super Mario Odyssey came out. I don't think we need to say anything about that. That's a video <laughs> game that came out this year. Yep. Uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War came out. That's also a video game that came out this year. Uh, my friend Caitlin Gad uh, had some things to say about it and pointed out just how incredibly creepy it was that the loot boxes had slaves in them. That is creepy yeah. and gross. Let's not do that ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, just just to give you a, a special extra sousant of the people behind this game... Are probably terrible. Um, one of the EPs developing the game died of cancer while the game was developed, oh. and they decided to announce DLC based on him. Where if you bought it, they would donate some of the money for each sale to um, to, to the Fogey family, to the family of the the man who died. Um, right. Okay. And the question was, why is it most of the money? Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, uh, Warner Brothers were saying that, well, we're just making you pay the transaction fee. Warner Brothers. I see. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 November. We're almost there. Luckily, no major game releases. Luckily, no major game releases come out in the last two months of the year. Yeah. Uh, Sonic Forces. (laughs) That's the game that lets you make your Sonic go see and turned out to be better than people thought. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently it's just a costume for Sonic. That was so No, that's not the case at all. No? No, you can, there's, there are multiple kinds of animals. Okay. And they each have their well, own that's abilities. That's like what the, I heard. Like the cat, like, attracts rings to it. Yeah. 
Well. <laughs> that ran out real quick. Yeah, that, that's all we got. Uh, It'll Do 2 came out as well on the Switch. Which is, Haven't been able to play it. Don't know how good it is. It's It'll Do, but more. Yep. And also, uh, this is kind of an amazing thing because it, this isn't available in English yet. This is this this launched in Japan, but it's a big enough deal that I think I I want to like just mention it so my friends might see it. Little Witch Academia coming out oh, later yeah. this year. Chamber of Time is an action role player game, so it's a mm-hmm. it's a free movement mm-hmm. math combat game, mm-hmm. like a Tekken Nidsets kind of thing. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Um, if you look up screenshots for it, it looks really really nice. It looks like a yeah. really sweet, cool, girly action adventure role playing game. Mm-hmm. That that's it. That's all I got. Um, and that's everything that came out in November that wasn't a re-release of something else for the fucking Switch. <laughs> the Mummy Demastered is natively on Switch at last check. Mm. By the way, this is now November 2017 is when you could get Skyrim on the Switch. It's also the release oh, period for Star boy. Wars Battlefront 2, which oh, you might remember yeah, there was that. a conversation about that. Oh, it came up. Anyway, moving on. Uh, December... Dead Rising 4, Frank's Big Package. <laughs> Dead Rising. Yeah, well. Yep, okay, got nothing there, got nothing there. It's Dead Rising. It's the Christmas one. Yeah. Uh, Okami HD. Never heard of it. <laughs> I, I bought this right before Christmas, because I found out you can play it with a drawing tablet. I thought, that's fucking incredible. I would love to play this again, only with a drawing tablet, instead of pointing a fucking Wiimote at a screen. And, uh, well, my computer's about six years old, so I just, I, I can't run it. I can't run it at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Romancing Saga 2. Finally came out in North America. Yeah. It did after, what now? Wow. After 24 years. <laughs> finally. What's it on? Uh, major consoles. Yeah. And probably PC. There's a full release, not like a virtual console thing. Um, I assume it's some kind of emulated. Yeah, it, it, it's... Surely. Surely. Look, I, I don't know how this, I don't know how this shit works. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> You're one with the Wikipedia page in front of you. Don't put this on me. Well, the Wikipedia the, uh, page says Windows, Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS Vita, and Xbox O. The, uh, it's, uh, Romancing Saga 2. Um, you, uh, you play as the, you play as an emperor... And you, then you uh you you emperor, and then uh, when you, you die, you, when you die, you pick an heir, and then the the heirs you can choose from are based on the things that you do while you're emperoring, and then those the then that heir becomes emperor, and you play as them, and then it goes on for like hundreds of years <laughs> until you finally beat the until you finally beat the seven heroes. So yeah, it's a very odd game, which it's a saga game, so. Of course, it's very odd, and that's why I love those <laughs> stupid games. And the stuff that came, the other stuff that came out in December, you know, Sucked. a whole bunch of whole bunch of red links, whole bunch of stuff that came out in Japan and not in, not in the West, so we don't know. Star Ocean Force sucked. Yep, <laughs> that came out in December. Launched on December twenty fifth. Style savvy, styling star. <laughs> oh, don't call it style savvy. <laughs> stupid Wikipedia. Yep. And now, a moment, a, a moment of silence for the na- games that got cancelled or discontinued in 2017. Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night's Wii U version. Scalebound. <laughs> Titanfall Frontline. 
Hey, I'm going to miss Scalebound. It looked fun. Club Penguin. I don't feel bad about that. Firefall. The Tomorrow Children. Firefall. As opposed to what, like... Isn't that a Firefall comic book? and Firewatch. Yeah. Fire Firefall Trump. is one of the most amazingly generic names ever. <laughs> what you should do is put it on, like, the side of a van so people can remember it. Um, <laughs> the Tomorrow Children and Marvel Heroes. And no, Tomorrow Children was not a comic book. Uh, Tomorrow Children was... Like, a really weirdly utopian, communist, Minecraft, open-world, builder, purification game, where you're all playing wooden dolls. What? Yeah. That's go- weird. The, what? The, Tomorrow, the Tomorrow Children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This 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 game was supremely weird. Um, I'm almost disappointed now. Yeah, uh, um, there, there is an interesting art- article, which I think was either on Polygon or Waypoint, uh, about, you know, playing this game as it closed, but you were basically making tiny little girl r- dolls uh, made out of wood um, take on different roles and and save the world, and periodically giant monsters would attack your little uh, little communes all over the world, all over your vast, open, flat-planed world. Ah! That's, what, that's what that was. That's what oh, that was. Oh, they look incredibly disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it, it had its charms. You know, you, you could play a tiny wooden doll with a rocket launcher shooting shooting uh, rockets that? at Godzilla. Some kind of yeti? Maybe. But yeah, uh, that that game shut down. And that was that was a weird, a well-weird game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that and, and that's it. That's pretty much it. We, we, we've done with 2017. There are some games that said that they would be released in 2017 and didn't. Which is mostly just a list of, you know, meaningless vaporware like the Toe Jam and Earl relaunch um, and the new Star Control game. But How did that go vaporware? Oh, it's not vaporware proper. It's just, you know, it's not out yet. Until it's out, I don't believe it'll be out. <laughs> ah, missingware. Yeah, but also the amazingly titled Knights and Bikes. Knights with a K. Yes. Kay. Bikes with a B. Knights and Bikes. And with an A. Now, here's the problem. It's a double fine game. Oh. Because, like, that title is really exciting. I really want to see what that game is like. And then, oh, it's double fine, so it'll it'll be fine. It'll be pretty good. Yeah. But I'm not excited by it anymore. I hope it's like a costume quest type thing. (laughs) I hope so, too. But, yeah, that that was 2017. We we did it. We got through it. We survived. Now, let's hope that we make it to the upload. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, let's. <laughs> As with all things we do here at the Downloadable Concept Podcast for the past year and change, uh, it's been supported in part by you, the listener, with your kind donations on Patreon for when we produce a show, which is why you didn't get charged during December. Um, as ever, always, that was Jeb. That was Fox. And that was Talon. Yeah. And uh, now we consign ourselves unto the fates and we see how this one's going to fuck up. Fuck, I didn't report. It's good this time. Shelly, it's good this time. That's not hubris, it's just optimism. (laughs) 